Hello, everybody. Welcome to the campfire. We are happy to have you uh, joining us, whether you're coming from Belgium, Germany, Ireland. Linux. Linux. Whoever's listening on Linux. Uh, we're just happy you're here, however you found us. Um, yeah, we're going to get into it. What, episode six? The big, yeah. The big six. All uh, right, Devin. I only signed on for five, but... Here we are. My con- I I did extend my contract, yep. so we're going to be doing this a little longer. So right, it was a, you know, medium medium to long term extension. So right, right. Lock you in for at least a few more episodes. Yeah, I think so. Um, as always, I brought some fruit. Yeah, me, and I assume you brought some beer, but um, I brought some fruit. Okay. Um, tell me, what do you think? Mm. Okay, so I'm going to describe it to you listeners. It is yellow. It is very ripe pear colored. Shape okay. of a of a homegrown apple. The little ones, you know, that fall in your yard. Crab apples. No, no, no. Not a crab apple. Those are the really little ones. This is like this, uh, a little bit bigger than a golf ball. Yeah, yours is... Mine, mine is the size of a Oh, golf yeah, ball. literally. Yeah, yours is more rounded. Mine's a little oblong. It kind of looks like um, the beginnings of a gourd to me. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. But that might just be, okay, actually, a bit of a, not a confession, but, so normally I like to wait, you know, people jump right into fall right after Labor Day. You know, the pumpkin spice lattes, they pull out sweaters, even though it's 80 degrees, and normally I, I fight that off even though I love fall because What's the best? It, it, they're forcing it a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. the last few days, the calendar struck September and it, it cooled down to a nice 70 during the day. It's feeling like fall. Yeah. It was 62 when I woke up this oh, morning. I was like, nice mm. crisp morning. So that might be why I said gourd. I think I got gourds on the brain. I'm not sure. But gourds on the brain. Gourds yeah. on the brain. So yeah, um, is this is this another type of guava? It is. I knew it. I'm getting better at this. Okay, okay. I'm actually impressed. This is a Mexican guava. <clears throat> Mexican guava. So we're so, back in North America. Yes, we are. Okay. Um, Although our, I think our guava Thai guavas were grown in Mexico. Were they? I, I don't think remember. So. I think I remember that. Anyway, what we got a Mexican guava here. Tell yeah. me a little bit more. I I don't know too much about it. Other than when I was looking it up, how to eat it, um, it said that if it's not moldy, which these are not, I checked. Okay, good, um, good start. You can just bite into it. Okay. Um, Does it have a core? I don't think so. Okay. Um, but apparently, you can just bite right into it, and you know it'll be. I'm hoping sweet. But, All right. I mean, I as always, you go first. Right, that just makes sense. All right, let's see. Mm. <laughs> That's not a good mm. face. That's <laughs> like a. That is not a good face. Mm. It doesn't taste terrible. Well, your face says otherwise. It's like a. My first thought as it. Okay. It rushed into my mouth was a Christmas pear. I don't know what that means. I don't know what a Christmas <laughs> pear is. But that was my first thought. I don't it's, like this one bit. It's very pear-like. It's so soft. My. What family is the guava in? Or is that its own family? I need to know what the guava is that I normally eat that is pink inside. 
Hmm. I got I, I to swore this was going to be pink. I don't hate it. Mine is like a milky interior. Yeah. Also with pretty hard seeds. Yeah, the seeds. I, <laughs> yeah, I about crunched one of my teeth off. Mm. I got I like a weird foaming action. Yeah. It tastes, you know what? It tastes like a sprucey pear. There, I'm getting hints of spruce. That's why I said Christmas pear. I'm, all, I'm putting it, it together it. right now. It smells like a guava, it, but then you get a junipery, yeah, sprucey, no, that's, piney. I'm picking out a Christmas tree. See, this always happens. Fall hits, people rush to Christmas. We're already there. I'm already rushing to Christmas. It's it's a little sprucey for me, to be honest. It kind of is. And the texture is like mushy, but hard. Do you like it more than the Thai guava? Yes. I do too. More than the Thai guava. Less than dra- the dragon fruit. Yeah. Dragon fruit so far on this list, I think, is A tier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even it's close. It's like the S tier right now, but right. it's A for me right now. Yeah. Mexican guava. I would eat it, but not. These seeds are killer. Yeah. It says you can eat the whole thing. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I'm not sure I believe them. I can eat the whole thing. <clears throat> I won't. <laughs> yeah. I'll take one more bite. <laughs> you took three. I'll take three. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just that initial spruce right mm-hmm. in there. It's like I'm having some spruce tea for some vitamin D. Yeah. As a, yeah. Hmm. Hopefully your beer is better. Hopefully. Um. So, yeah, I picked up some beer and. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're jumping the gun. What are you rating that thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have to derate the I Thai know. guava. I think the Thai guava. Do we give it like, a five? I, don't I think we said five. I'm giving this a 5.2. It's just better than the Thai guava. Yeah, whatever we gave the guava, this is one point higher, maybe. Or point one higher. Nothing so far other than the dragon fruit is touching like a blueberry or a raspberry or strawberry. Yeah, same. Those are the big three of fruit in my world, and they don't don't have nothing. Nothing on them. Yeah, I was really hoping this would be like the pink one, but it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's just not. It's also not necessarily my style, you know? Yeah, it's not mine. I, I'm more of a, like this one you would set on your counter for a week and it'd probably still be good. I'm more of a goes bad in your refrigerator after two days kind of guy. You know, your raspberries, your mushy raspberries type things. Right, I'm right. about that. Anyway, well, what kind of beer did you bring? Yeah, Um. so I don't know why. This one just happened to stand out at the store. Um. So I, I picked it up. It's a, a Belgium-style ale. Okay. 6.9%. Okay. And uh, the name, oh, it's by Petoskey Brewing. Sticking with the Michigan theme. Yep. And uh, it is a horny monk. Interesting. So. At 6.9%. Yeah. I don't okay. know if it has a less spicy counterpart called monk, but this is a horny monk. 6.9%. Uh, the description reads, a deep reddish, multi, and complex Belgium-style ale. It's it's, um, it's pretty yummy. It yeah. um, definitely looks better than our last beer. Yeah, no chunks. I'm not chewing, Yeah, which is usually a good start to a beer. Yeah, it's 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 light, but has like a kind of a heavy little Yeah, nice auburn taste. color. It looks like the color... It doesn't have a khaki head, though. No khaki head. No. Um, it's like, yeah, it's a nice color. Yeah, it reminds me of, like, Red's Rye 
or something like that. It just with a more malty aftertaste. Yeah. Pretty good though. Yeah. Solid. Not, not bad. Would drink again. Would drink again, yes. If I was in the mood for a horny monk, I would drink this, this yeah. for sure. I'd definitely yeah. take this over the, the Mexican guava. Yeah. Although beer over fruit really isn't isn't that much of a decision in, you know, my world. Not at all. Um we do have a guest appearance. Special guest. Special guest, my cat Tuna. Um just opened the door and wandered in. So if you hear any loud noises or purring, well, the purring's probably Devin, um, but any other noise is probably Tuna. So just don't don't mind him. Yeah, he has been but, super needy today. Yeah. We, we raised a drama star. Oh, he might be on his way out. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we had uh, a couple of lingers. Yes, we did. Um, just to follow up on. So... If you listen to last episode, um, we talked about Wisconsin um, and how Devin had run into a couple of Wisconsinites um, who claimed that their state was the mitten state. And we thought they were joking, but then Devin said they were dead serious. So I instantly got a text from my friend MJ and said, y'all got played. And she is sure that they were just messing with you to just maybe get a rise out of you trolling you um so that's what she said and not sure that was just one one person from wisconsin i mean opinion. i i hope so i hope that's the case yeah because if not then <clears throat> they were hallucinating yeah well or like they were just like dehydrated to the yeah to the point that maybe just major fatigue yeah and just mixing up their letters dyslexic maybe yeah they had to have been so i also got a text from my sister and she let me know that when she spent some time in wisconsin because my two brother-in-laws and my other sister lived there they went to college there in wisconsin she remembers getting into arguments with people from wisconsin about which one was a mitten and thought the same thing that like okay surely they're joking but then they weren't and so, so, so do you think that's just like Wisconsin's thing? Like so I kind of like to mess with people <clears throat> from Michigan. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but I looked it up cause I was like, okay, surely there's gotta be something more to this. And in 2011, somebody in their like tourism department or whatever posted like a winter Wisconsin campaign and it was a mitten in place of the state. Like you've seen same thing in Michigan. And so there was a bit of a backlash um, that, like, everyone from Michigan was like, whoa, 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 get your own thing. That's our thing. And we're so much more mitten-like. And so I think that's what started it. Um, but then there's a bunch of memes that I found of, like, Michigan hand with, like, the mitten and then Wisconsin, and it's just a bunch of broken fingers making it look like, <laughs> like it's in the mitten, but it's like it went through like a meat grinder. <laughs> because it's just not mitten-like. It's not. It has a yeah. weird crooked pinky that sticks out right. into Lake Michigan. Right. I'm going to go ahead and just chalk it up to they have a good sense of humor, and they just like playing jokes. Yeah. You know, that's... I'm And honestly, if that's the case, yeah. kudos to you. Right. That, that well, was I'll have funny. good fun. 
And you but have a really good poker face. Wisconsin came out after they did it and said, we're not trying to steal your thing. You are the mitten state. We just, it was one creative thing that we did. It's Obviously, like, it wasn't very creative. Not original, but I guess you could be creative without being original. But that's okay. We still like Wisconsin and all the people from Wisconsin. So the shade might have been it's definitely better a than little Ohio. heavy last episode. But I mean, Wisconsin is better than Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Without question. I mean, Tuna's litter box is better than Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. <laughs> Thai but, guava is better than. Yeah. No. I would only eat Thai guava for the rest of my life rather than eating, or sorry, rather than live in Wisconsin. Or I'm just screwing it all up. It's okay. I would rather eat Thai and Mexican guava for every meal than live in Ohio. Than live in Ohio. Yeah. And yeah. I also can't get over the fact that Thai guava does sound like a rapper. Yeah, Thai guava. And I'd be shocked. I would not be shocked if there was one named Thai guava. Craig? Let's uh let's yeah. put that up on the lingerer list. Let's let's try to. Are there any Thai guavas out there trying to make it on SoundCloud? Because this is free advertising. One hundred percent non official sponsor of Thai guava <laughs> and Horrocks, obviously. So Devin, yeah, you have a good weekend. I had a great weekend actually. It was without you. Yeah. And Paul, and Maddie, and yeah. Rachel, and all my friends, but. Um, I went and um, I went with a, a buddy of mine uh, to go build some campfires, which I'll elaborate on later. But something I do want to touch on uh, was um, sharing my podcast um, with them who, when we got there, shared it, shared it with their parents. Hmm. And, and that quickly turned into me sitting in a living room with my podcast, our podcast, sorry, mm-hmm blaring yeah throughout throughout the living room and then just me sitting with like eight people Ooh, yeah it felt it felt like 500 it's, people yeah and i'm just like sitting there listening to myself and you talk yeah and that was the only time it ever felt weird to me um but they loved it that's good which was which was really cool i mean yeah i hope everyone who listens shares it with 10 people but i don't want to be in the room while they're doing it exactly it was it was an awkward experience that i would definitely do again right um just because it's a good story um but they listened to episode four um and you guys listen to the whole thing while you were just sitting there at least 82 percent of the episode Um, props to you because i like yeah i get we on my way up north they're like oh put the bike i was like no (laughs) no 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 yeah, I want you to listen to it, but now I'm here. All individually so that we get higher <clears throat> numbers. Right, yeah. Exactly. Helps the algorithm. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing was is I was actually with John James's family, and so I'm roasting John James in the podcast <laughs> sitting next to his dad That's holding funny. a vodka Red Bull. Nice. Made by him. And I was nice. just like, this is cool. I'm enjoying this. Did he like the roast of He He loved son? it. Nice. Yeah. Everyone thought it was appropriate. Even John. Good, good. So, like... Well, I mean, if the shoe fits, right? I mean... Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, enough of that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm reliving the experience. You, <laughs> just came, you just came back from the same trip I did, plus a little bit of miles. Yeah. And with more yep. people. We, um, yeah, we... There's 10 of us. Uh, we did 37.1 miles. Which is... Of... That's almost rocks. overkill. Well, it was four days, 
and this is like the same exact trip we took five or six years ago. I, I forget. Um, and we, so we started at Munising Falls. We hiked all the way to what's called the log slide, which is, I believe if I'm, if I'm correct, it's the tallest dune in Michigan. Yeah. It's a pretty cool spot. It's super, super pretty, super and cool. I just, I, I just want to roast you a little bit right here. Okay. I said, how was your trip? I'm, I'm texting Paul and Paul, I don't mean to put you on blast. I don't know if this information was not supposed to be shared, uh, but <laughs> oh I'm going to share it. I'm a little nervous. Here. How was your trip? Paul replies with pretty solid Maine. 40 miles put some huge blisters on me. I said, ouch, that'll do it, though. I didn't know y'all were doing 40. He said, yes, sir. It was a bit, It was a bit, honestly. It was a bit. And I said, that is insane, actually. Yeah, man, it was a ton of miles, but it's a great time. Got to get you on the next one. Yeah. So even Paul thought it was like So it's also bit. funny because there are certain things that will always exist in the backpacking community in my opinion and one of them is rounding up miles no matter what because <laughs> because i sent out a text breaking down the mileage day by day and they said 37.1 and then paul's like yeah solid 40 <laughs> like that extra 2.9 just no big deal <laughs> no but it's funny even our group message it's it's an ongoing thing uh that, hey, that's tuna. just that's just how it goes yeah apparently this room isn't tuna proof well, we got tuna successfully out. Um, <laughs> times so, two. Times two. Um, definitely going to come in here a third time. <laughs> yeah, I got a little cardboard thing standing in front of it, but he's going to go right through that. So, Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, it was 37. <laughs> <laughs> he's already back in. He's, <laughs> we've never had this issue before. We've recorded this room every time. <laughs> he just... <laughs> Just a paw sneaking in. <laughs> Tuna. I'm so sorry. Get out of here. Your little thing didn't last 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm not a structural engineer, okay? Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious, dude. Okay. Oh, man. Anyway, I don't even know. Okay. We'll just deal with that for the time yeah. being. Yeah. Anyway, back to pictured rocks. So 37.9, uh, <laughs> miles yes. is what you did. Yeah, okay. we did 37.1, four days. We got up there. We left Thursday after work. Got up there like around midnight. Um, just camped out, pulled off into a like a dispersed camping in the national forest. Camped. Wow, got you up. Sound very, this sounds identical. Yeah, no, it's a <laughs> it's a great way to do things. Um, got up early. Went into Munising, drove our cars to the end, caught a shuttle back. Just two of us did while the group waited for us. They made breakfast, did that whole thing, and then when we got there. Quick question. Yeah. How much is the shuttle? It was 35 a person. Okay. So we just did two. Right. We parked the cars. That way they're waiting for us at the end. Okay. Me and Paul brought them back. So for 70 bucks, I mean, amongst 10 people, yeah, that's it worth, worth it for sure. Um, it's not bad at all. And the shuttle runs pretty regularly. Um, and it was like a nice nice bus that we were on, like one of the comfy ones with like padded seats and stuff. So, but it, How it's many people a, were on it? Uh, probably like 10. Oh, okay. Actually, there's another couple from Grand Rapids who were starting and ending in the same exact spot. It was it was weird. That's wild. Yeah. And then actually, he ended up working, having known Paul because Paul worked at the climbing gym, which you probably know his name. Uh, what's the climbing gym Paul worked at? Terra Firma. Terra Firma. He yeah. was like, 
He's like, did you work at Terra Firma? And Paul's like, yeah. And so it was like a weird connection. Dude, wild. Small <clears throat> yeah. world. Right, exactly. Um, But yeah, and we, it, it's about an hour and a half. It's an hour drive, but the shuttle was about an hour and a half because they have to stop and drop people off and whatnot. So of course. it's a bit of a, I mean, two and a half hours before we could start hiking. Um, but we made it work. Just got a little bit later started around 1130 and had 12 miles to do that day. So we knocked out 12 miles. Um, but along the way we had lunch because we, you know, had to eat. It was getting late. It was like two o'clock and we're like, okay, let's make some lunch. So we stopped at a, uh, there's like an overlook along the way. There's a bunch of these little offshoots that go and you can see Lake Superior. And so we stop at this one and I open up my bag. I, we get out the pots and pans. We get out the fuel, the stoves, all the meal. I get out the my, whole nine yards. my butter, you know, whatever. We're making pizza bagels. So oh. we're toasting the bagels. You know, I'm heating up the sauce and the cheese, doing the whole thing. But I sit down and I'm, I'm like getting ready to start. And I'm like, what's that smell? I'm like, it smells like shit. And... Someone's like, did someone fart? I'm like, no, no. It doesn't smell like a fart. It smells like poop. Fecal matter. And so, and someone else is like, yeah, I smell it too. And then it would go away. And we're like, is there poop here? (laughs) And we're like, maybe 10 feet off the trail, right on a cliff overlooking Lake Superior. And somebody looks like right behind our packs, six inches. There is a pile a mixed bag, one might say, of human feces. Oh. Chilling. We don't know how long it was there. A day or two, maybe. Like, pretty fresh, but not, like, today, probably. But at this point, I have all my stuff out. I'm I'm sitting down. My stove is, like... So it's like, do I move? Yes. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't move. We sat there. Um, who takes a poop right there? Okay. So that's what I wanted to get into because like that is such a nice scenic. Oh, maybe that's why. Well, if, okay. If that's the reason why somebody should have shoved them off the cliff because it's not Oh, fair I'm not saying it was right. To but. be inconsiderate just because you want to take a nice scenic dump. I'm all for scenic dumps, but not, not like that. Yeah. Not six inches so off the trail. There's a couple of theories. One would be they had no choice. That was the closest they could get to where no one could see them. And just given the texture, um, I'm guessing it was an emergency situation. It didn't look like it was planned. And there was also no wiping material there. Hey, at least they didn't litter. Right. They didn't litter toilet paper or anything. So that makes me think potentially um, they didn't have a choice. But even then, they could have covered it up. They could have taken a couple of sticks and flung it off the cliff. They, they had a lot of options. They, and they dug a hole. They, they chose to just yeah. leave it there. And so. Maybe they were proud of it. Yeah. Well, I had to eat my pizza bagels next to a steamy pile. So even if they. <laughs> yeah, it was disgusting. How was your pizza bagel? The pizza bagels were phenomenal. I mean, they I, they were excellent. The human shit that was eight <laughs> inches from me was not phenomenal you so, didn't have to sit next to it you could i know but once you have your my bag was completely unpacked because the stuff i needed was in the bottom of I'm course just saying you didn't have to sit next to it don't, don't well, tell me you sat t- next to it. 10 of us 
in a small little clearing. You know, it's mm. not like we had a ton of room to work with. I hope that person is listening to this podcast. Yeah. Well, I was very vocal about how much, okay, leave no trace says hundred feet off the trail or away from water, dig a hole six inches down. Yes. At the very least, throw a big rock on it, take some sticks, make some dirt in it. Like there, you could, they could have done and like literally a number of easy things, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt. If it was an emergency situation, you know, they might've just been hauling it back to their car to wipe or I don't know. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that. Otherwise it's very upsetting. Yeah. Good old trouser jog. So if you ever find yourself in that situation, the easiest thing to do is find a big rock or a big stump that's kind of imprinted in the ground. Move that sucker, poop in the hole, cover it back up. But that's like an emergency thing. Yeah. That's not a that's not a proper cat hole. That is not a proper cat hole. But, but given the if circumstance, right. if that's all you if, have, if and you need you only have maybe fifteen seconds. Yeah. That's what you do. That that is your emergency procedure. In, in case of an emergency break. That's what you do. But really what you're supposed to do is is dig a hole six inches down and poop in it and then refill it. But every campsite um, that we were at, and I think all of the ones in Pictured Rocks. They all have. They have a latrine. Yep. And so the funny thing is we hiked like maybe one mile farther and there was bathroom with running water. So like they just either poor planning on their part or like I said, it, it must have just been a. Yeah, here and now situation. It it was a freak accident. Yeah, Um, but yeah, so that was our our lunch spot. Um, Views ten out of ten. Food ten out of ten. Smells. Smells negative three out of eight. So that's where I ranked that. Um, But yeah, the the trip was another another phenomenal trip. We've this group. It's kind of changed over the years, Um, but some of the people have gone every year, and some have fallen. You know. Have, don't come and whatnot, but it's always about 10, 10 to 12 people. Um, and it's always so much fun just getting to have conversations as you hike and camping together. Um, it's always a good time. Um, so the, something that you didn't get to do while you were up there, Devin, which kind of a bummer. Um, I'm don't tell me you're going to say cliff jumping. Yeah. You didn't know. Yep. We did. We did the chapel beach. Chap, not the Chapel Rock. I don't know what it's technically called, but it's the run, one right next to Chapel Beach. Do you know what one I'm talking about? I know the exact one you're talking about. Yeah. So why didn't why didn't you do it when you were up there? Yeah, because we <coughs> only went um, we only went to Miners Beach. Um, we didn't hike all the way up to Chapel. Gotcha. So yeah, so we we um, had done this jump the first time we went. Every single one of us did it. Um, this time, only a handful of us did. But we, we rolled up to it, and it was kind of an overcast, cloudy, cold day, which was part of the reason more people didn't go. But it's like a 60 or 65-foot jump. Yeah, it is it's, it's like up there. And so I was not going to do it because I've already done it. It's really far. It was cold out. But our friend Jacob... Um, he jumped right in. He went right for it. Like just he, he sent it. Yeah, he was like, "All right, I'm going." And he wore my shoes because <clears throat> I was like, "I'm not jumping, so you can wear my chacos." Because a cliff jump that far, yeah, you're gonna you, smack your feet. Yeah, you want to wear some shoes. So he went. 
wore my shoes, which also was like one more reason why I couldn't jump. So it was like perfect. Like now I really have now I don't have shoes. And then his sister, Lauren was like going to jump too. And so she like got up to it and there's like a tree that you stand on this route and you hold on to, and then you would jump off of that. And it's like, it's totally safe. Um, in yeah, terms no. of like, it's deep enough and everything. Um, but doesn't look safe. It is no, it terrifying is up there. Very. And so we're, tr- we're trying to convince her to jump. We're like, you can do this. Like, you know, you don't have to, but like you should, if you want to, yada, yada, yada. And she's like having a hard time, having a hard time. Well, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, my God. Just, just assassinated Devin. <laughs> he just sneak attacked him. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Are we paused? <laughs> okay. We are back one final time. Hopefully no more interruptions. I do apologize. Quick recap on what you just heard. So Tuna, yet again, he's been kind of creeping around the uh, my office here, our, our studio. And because uh, we obviously can't close the door, it doesn't close. And uh, he tried to jump up on a chair, missed the chair, quickly turned, headbutted Devin straight in the crotch, which <laughs> then created the noise you heard from Devin, um, and then ran away, terrified of what he had just done. And so he is now out of the out of the office. Hopefully. For the remainder of this, I do apologize for all those interruptions. Hopefully. um, We're leaving them in there. Yeah. They're necessary. (laughs) Hopefully that's the last one. But anyway. Okay. So um, I believe you were at Lauren. Yeah. Was jumping. Right. And you guys were peer pressuring her. We were trying to peer pressure her into (laughs) it. Not successfully. So she's teetering and tottering for five to ten minutes. Not jumping. And so if you've ever been at Pictured Rocks. There's these huge ships that roll through that are tours of the cool rock features and stuff that have, like, hundreds of people on them. They have, like, two two decks to them. And so this boat pulls up, and everyone on the boat starts cheering. They're like, jump, jump, jump. And we're like, Lauren, you got to do it for the people. And so she just, like, instantly just jumps right off, just dives in. (laughs) And we're like... Well, we couldn't convince you, but 100 people on a boat below <laughs> well, you <duh>. could. <laughs> so, Do it for the gram. So have you she, ever not? Have you never heard that phrase? <laughs> she did it. She did it for the gram. Do it for the gram. <laughs> so she jumped totally fine. Um, and then Nathan, who another person on the trip, he was like, okay, I'm going to jump. And so then he kind of had his hesitations, and then he was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. And I said, I told him, I said, if my shoes get here if jacob hikes back i will jump with you if jacob <clears> hikes <throat> back like he's dead or something of course he's hiking well, back. well he might have been waiting time. at the bottom and so we're like if he gets back here with my shoes i will jump with you and so we wait and we wait and like 10 minutes goes by probably 15 minutes i mean it was like kind of a while and we're like okay they're not coming back we're just going to carry their packs down to them they're waiting for us clearly and so we pick up our packs right when we do. Who pops around the corner? Jacob. Jacob with my shoes. And so at this point, they're like, all right, you're jumping. <clears throat> so I'm like, okay. 
So I grab my shoes. Nathan musters up the courage, jumps off, lands in the water, did not pencil dive. Did more of like a flail. It's Ooh. hard to control your body. It is. It is. Um, and it looked a little bit shooken up at the bottom. So we're like, he like gave us a thumbs up that he was okay. He's like swimming. I'm like, just don't worry about me. Just swim to where you can touch. You're not treading water. Like if you're hurting, it looked like he had gotten the wind knocked out of him a little bit. <clears throat> and so then it's my turn. And all of a sudden, all the courage goes away, rips out of my body. And I'm like, I can't do it. The water's looking really far I'm away. Like, yeah. And I'm looking down and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, oh, this is, I can't do it. And I'm like, I got to do it, but I can't do it. And so I'm like, Jacob, are you going to jump again? He's like, I can. I was like, if you jump down, <laughs> I'll go after you. And he's like, okay. And everyone's like, no shot. You're going to make Jacob jump again. When you said you'd go with Nathan, didn't jump. And I'm like. I'm a wuss. I'll admit it. I can't do it. But there was something about having somebody in the water below you that you could see the perspective. Because when you weren't. There just was, though. Right. But he had swam away because he was hurt. I couldn't jump in time because I was a little scaredy cat. So I'm looking down. And I'm like. Your, your logic isn't. <clears throat> it's not adding up. Well. Did you Fear jump? is a mysterious thing. So Jacob jumps down in his Crocs. Loses his little pretzel button on it. I know. It was tragic. Um, and so I'm, look at what you did. I know. So I'm now looking at Jacob and I'm like, now I really have to go. And so I step up to the plate and I stand there for a second. I'm like, my stomach is in my bowels. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I give out a shriekish, a girlish shriek. Oh my God. And I jump (laughs) and and I tried so hard. keep my whole body tight and together pencil diving it up and for the most part i was successful except for when i watched the video back my left arm is just making circles like i'm a penguin well yeah you're trying to like stabilize yourself right and so there is a video though there is a video is oh yeah it's going on the gram yeah all right yes so i jumped in and when i hit the water you go so deep in the water like you don't realize because you like you yell and when you're falling you're in the air for so long that you have time to think about falling twice. So normally it's like, I'm in the air. You're in the water. This is like, I'm in the air. Oh my gosh, I'm still in the air. Like you freak out a little bit. That's what happened to me. And then you're like, you didn't have oxygen. You're 20 feet down, you know, you, and you're like kicking to get back up. And you're like, am I ever going to resurface? Like, this is so far. And then you, you do, everyone's like looking down. They're like, are you okay? And you're like, (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah i'm good and but it was so fun and i was so glad i did it because it was so far out of my comfort zone like i'm not scared of heights but it's funny like you can watch somebody do it and be totally fine and then stand up there yourself and convince yourself that like you will die or like you just can't bring yourself to do it and it's for me overcoming that little bit of hesitation and like stepping out into something scary Wherever. and whatever it's like really good for my psyche to like do that every now and then and like i just it energized me i felt so good yes the rest of the trip i was like I, that was such a fun fun jump like it's also so crazy because <clears throat> lake superior is cold oh it's frigid and so it is invigorating like yeah you hit the water and you're like oh, it feels yeah. so refreshing 
because you just hiked. Yeah, it was it was like your muscles awesome. are like full of energy again. Your joints feel good. Yeah, like, and that's exactly how I felt. I was I was so happy. It was just great. So that was really fun. I was glad I jumped. But the bad thing was Nathan screwed up his back a little bit, which on a backpacking trip isn't great. And so there is risk. Like that's the thing. Yeah. You know, it's like I still ten out of three 10 of recommend. us were fine. But one of us, he and he, he was able to hike with his pack the whole time. But you could tell he was he was hurting a little bit. So did you have him set the pace? N- no, he he was able to keep up. It wasn't like <laughs> <laughs> it was mind. Like, he's like, I'm dying. I'm like, I can't stop. They're gonna leave me behind. Well, I apologize because I was like, I feel like I kind of pressured you into that, and then he was like, No, you're you're fine. Like I chose to jump, and but yeah, so there is risk. So anytime so the saying. If your friends jump off a cliff, would you follow them? Is true. Yeah. Well, only four of us did it out of ten. So I guess I'm looking at you, Paul. 60, I'm a little sixty percent. Yeah, there was no chance. Paul looked down. And he said, "No shot." No I know, shot. More like no shot. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. I'm um, a little upset with you, Paul. Come but on. yeah, no, it was it was great. I definitely recommend doing something that challenges you and takes you out of your comfort zone, whether it be cliff jumping or something else. It's just fun and gives you a lot of life yeah I after agree. the fact um however if you ever want to cliff jump at lake superior you do not have to do that one there are 15 foot ones yeah. five foot ones yeah. 20 foot ones that you can jump off right that are all labeled or like you can find them online right. you do not have to do the chapel beach one because that one is pretty crazy but make sure you know where you're at and where you're jumping is safe so right when we rolled up we had we had jumped there before so we knew it was safe but there's actually a kayak tour below us. And the tour guide was telling his people on the tour. He was like, yeah, this is a popular cliff jumping spot. Looks like we might have some jumpers. It's totally safe. Everywhere around here is plenty deep enough. And so it was like giving us reinsurance. reassurance. Which We're- is also really <clears throat> funny, though, because if you go anywhere online, it says that it is illegal. You will oh, be yeah. fined. Blah, 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 blah. The, the last you- time we did it, the Coast Guard rolled up. Like they like rolled up in their boat and was like, no more jumping. Like... We will find you. We're like, I why guess are you part- saying it like a rhythmic? No more jumping. Well, they're on a radio. That's my radio voice. I don't. <laughs> no more. Hey, you. No more jumping. You didn't say over. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. No, they hear you over. They shut us down because we were jumping. Like some of us were jumping repeatedly. Like it was a beautiful day. There was other groups there, but. Oh yeah. Um. You gotta send yeah. it. Send it Saturday. Right. I think it was on Saturday. Maybe that's the only time you can do it. Super so. fun though. Um, but yeah, then, uh, we kept hiking. It was a great rest of the trip. The last night, um, we were in camp <clears throat> and it started, the wind picked up majorly and the waves were huge and Lake Superior can get, get nasty out there. Just and ask was, the Edmund Fitzgerald. <clears throat> oh yeah. The gales of November were coming early and, so we, I went out swimming because I was like, I love, <laughs> I'm not going to cliff jump, I, but I love I'll the die. waves. <laughs> I love the waves. So I went out there and I'm like crashing into the waves, having a blast. And I come back into the beach and it's like cloudy and cold. So it's going to be a hard sell getting people to go out in the water. But Maddie was down and then Rachel was down and then Paul was down and Jacob had already been out. So he went out again and then MJ saw us out there having fun. So she came out. So the whole, the whole crew, you. Josh, you know, just the whole crew. And we are like little kids playing in the waves, like jumping into them, body surfing. And it was like 
about two minutes in, I am full exhausted. <laughs> like, I am like out of breath. Body is like, I'm tired. I'm like, this is so tiring. But it was like 10 minutes of being 10 years old again, jumping into massive waves, which was just, it was just fun and simple. Yes. Uh, and then just, those was, are the moments you live for. I know me like, and stay young as, yes. pos- as like as long as possible. Yeah, it was, it was great. Had a blast. And then that night we could kind of see a storm was moving in. Storms are brewing. Yeah, and we were supposed to get rain the whole time. Luckily, we only had a couple days worth of rain. Um, Which, you cowboy camp, so how does well, that... Well, I, I have a tarp. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll all, get into that. Do all ten of you sleep under... <laughs> no, no. Um, there was four of us under the tarp. Okay. So me, Maddie, Jacob, and Lauren. Um, so we set up the tarp. We had no issues previously. Oh, I'm not interrupting anything, right? You, no. You said... We're just going to dive right into that now. Oh. Was I segueing perfectly? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. I was reading your mind. Yeah, yeah. No, you're perfect. Yeah. It's like we have it on a... It's, like, it's almost like we have it written down. <laughs> um, Not at all. Uh, So, yeah, we set up the tarp. <clears throat> we can see the storm moving in. I didn't think too much of it. We we lay down. It starts to rain. Like, right as it gets dark, rain comes in. And it's not raining that hard. And I'm like in on my sleeping pad, like in my sleeping bag, like chilling. And Jacob's kind of scurrying around. And he's like, there's a little bit of water coming in. And I'm like, oh, like it's probably fine. And then I look and I'm like, oh, that's a lot of water. And it's not raining very hard. <laughs> and then I look in my corners and there's water coming in. And I'm like, hmm. Are you in a, are you in like a little valley? Probably should have looked at our spot before we set up the tarp. Because we're definitely in a low spot. And water's going to be coming in. So we... Um, start like using sticks to like dig little like channels and moats, like just to kind of <laughs> guide it away from us. But if we get any sort of serious rain, we were going to be like our sleeping pads would have been floating. And so, <clears throat> Lauren, well, yours won't have been. <laughs> yeah, no, mine <laughs> would have been, been mine would have been taken on water. <laughs> uh, I probably could have found the leaks if I'd have let it. <laughs> Got my tea tape out. Everyone's like worried about how wet they are. I'm like, oh, I got a leak here. Finally found it. (laughs) Slap it on. Have you ever seen the commercials for that? Yeah, yeah. The oh shoot, what's that called? Greg, come on. What is it? Uh, um, But anyway, we um, so we Lauren Flex Seal, Flex Seal, nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, the big water tank. Yeah, Yeah. or when he makes the boat out of a screen door. (laughs) (laughs) We need. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, we um, we should have flex sealed in our our spot. So we're like taking on taking on a little bit of water under the tarp, <clears throat> and it's our last night. So I was like, worst case is we get soaked, we don't sleep a wink, but we hike out tomorrow. We go home, we dry our stuff out. Like it's not night one, so we're okay, but still not ideal. And Lauren goes, uh, I'm like kind of up, moving around. She goes, I think there's a shovel head under the the bear canister. Every camp has a, like a big bear box that you can lock your food in so bears don't get into it. Yeah, yeah, we had ours. So I think there's a a shovel head under it. I'm like, I almost didn't look. I was like, probably not. Like, what? I'm like, all right. So I get up. Sure enough, there is a. You know what? You know what it felt like. You know, in a video game where they're like, you're like in a room trapped and they're like, look around for a hammer to see if you can break that window. And you like look around and it's like under the sofa cushion and you're like, 
Well, who put a hammer under the sofa cushion, but it's like perfectly placed so you can like, everything you need is there. Yeah. That's exactly what this shovel head was like. She was like, I think I remember when we walked into camp seeing a shovel head handle under that bear canister. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, sure enough. There's one there. So we use it to dig little trenches, kind of guiding the water away from us, which by the way, don't do that if you can help it. If you're in... By that time, you could have reset up. <clears throat> well, it's raining. And By that like, time, it's you could dark. have reset. <laughs> it's raining. It's dark. There's not like a lot of other good flat options because we have four other tents with us. And so don't dig moats in the campsite. And if you do fill them in in the morning, that's not good to do. But we were in an emergency situation. So we dug little ones and we did fill them in the next day. So we dig these little moats kind of like feeling good about our situation and it stops raining and didn't rain the rest of the night <laughs> not another drop <laughs> so we, we like an hour probably we were worried about this rain it's like lightly sprinkling coming under the tarp and then it just stops as soon as we're set up for it and didn't rain another drop hey you were set up for it <clears throat> but you know we were ready i was really which, hoping that story was going to end <clears throat> with it worked successfully or it didn't work it, at all. Yeah. No, It we got it all set up and then didn't need it. Did but, you tire yourself out and sleep real good? No, it was really windy. <laughs> Actually, this is, it was super windy and I was on the, the end. Moats do not work against No, wind. yeah. The wind, no. And I was set up on the end where the wind was coming in. And <clears throat> in the morning I got up to pee and Maddie was next to me and I got up and I went and I came back and I laid down and she goes, wow, it's really windy out there when you left. Did you know you're blocking like all the wind? And I'm like, yeah, it's been blowing in my face all night. And so I, uh, yeah, so I got wind blown. It kept blowing my blanket off of me, even if I tucked it in. Cause I don't use a sleeping bag. I use a quilt. And you are an interesting soul. <laughs> this is like pretty popular backpacking I culture know. things. I know. I just, so. I hear you complain about it all the time. And you just don't change it. No, I love the quilt. The quilt's way better than a sleeping bag because I get so hot at night. It just happened that we had 30 mile an hour gusts coming through our tarp. You know what? I would have been perfectly <clears throat> fine in my sleeping bag. Well, I also would have Because sweat. I have double zipper, so I can like yeah. zip some vents no, if I, don't I think wanted you to. I understand how much heat I produce. Me too. It's a lot. I, I like. I'm a furnace. Sweat through layers. So. You and I shared a bed together. I know. <laughs> We slept butt <laughs> Oh, that's to butt. true. Yeah, like right when we met. <laughs> and I had to sleep with my leg out touching the floor because I was getting too warm under a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's tough out there when you're a furnace. It's yes, it is a rough the furnace life. life. Um, but yeah, no, we, we survived the night. No issues. Just, I mean, you must have been happy knowing that you kept Maddie safe. Right. She slept great. Yeah, she, she had a great night of sleep. I took 30 mile an hour wind gusts to the face all night. But you know it's a small price to pay for love. It is. So I I think that was in your vows, actually. Right. I will protect you from the wind <laughs> and the rain. Um, I, <clears throat> while we were digging the moats, I was like. Did you make boats? <laughs> no moats in boats, just moats. Okay. Um, I started getting flashbacks from when I guided in Colorado. There was one um, trip specifically we were on a lake and we had set up our tarp in the right spot. It wasn't a low spot, but it started torrentially, torrentially. Yeah. Torrentially downpouring. Um, torrential like, downpour, torrential downpour, like some serious rain, 
and there was like 12 guys under this tarp and as the rain is coming and we're like i said we're not in a low spot we were actually positioned fairly well but when you get that much rain it doesn't matter and it started creeping in and so the guys got closer and closer and closer to like all of our knees are touching and so at this point it's like my sleeping space is is slowly going away and i need to make some moves and so I didn't want to get all my clothes wet because once your, you know, once your clothes get wet, it's over. You just have wet clothes. So right. it's like. And wet clothes are the worst. Right. So I stripped off my clothes, got into my underwear, took our shovel that we used to dig our biff, our, our bathroom. Yep. And started digging channels around the tarp again to protect. So this my isn't space. the first time. This you've isn't done the this. first time I've dug moats around a tarp. No. This is the first time I've done it clothed, the first time I was in my underwear. <laughs> and so I am frantically digging these these channels and moats around this tarp. And everyone in the under the tarp is like, "Do you need any help?" You know, they obviously they feel bad cuz I'm like soaking wet and freezing. It's like super cold. And I'm like, "Well, we only have one shovel and there might as well only be one of us wet. Like there's no sense in like all of us being soaking wet and cold. Yeah. So you're I the like, captain, you're going down I, with the ship. Right. I dig our, the moats. They, they're overflowing. It's like, I mean, they're like deep, like six inches and it is just raining. And I finally like get it. It's like the water is semi draining into like a lower spot away from us. And then I get it back under the tarp, but it's like, do I put my clothes back on? Because that defeats the whole purpose. Then they're just going to be wet because I'm soaking wet. So I just had to sit under the tarp in the rain. Air dry. Air drying off as best I could using my wet hiking shirt, like wet, sweaty hiking shirt that I wore that day, trying to get as much water off me as possible. You remember that like it was yesterday. Oh, I, 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 yeah. I bet. It was freezing. And then finally like dried off, put some clothes on. And I actually had a dry night. Um, but... Yeah, that's one thing where the tarp isn't great. If you get some serious rain, you're I've just... only slept under a tarp one time, and I knew with a hundred percent like assurance that it wasn't going to rain. I'm down to try it again, but it's it's great as long as no, you don't make fun of me. <laughs> Sleeping under a tarp is great as long as there's no rain and there's no bugs. <laughs> <laughs> but even if you get a little bit of rain. It's fine. And right. I don't I don't typically do it in Michigan because the bugs don't go away. But like in Colorado. Or you don't in, hang like a mosquito net? No. I mostly did this in Colorado where it gets cold enough at night there's no mosquitoes. Right. I had one night of all my years of, or two, two years of guiding that I had bugs stay out all night. And I did not sleep, but um, it wasn't, you know. Right. one night out of 60 probably that right. I slept out there. So... Yeah, no, it was, <clears throat> but then if you get some serious rain, it also can be a bit of a bummer. I'm I so right <clears throat> now I'm picturing a cold, wet, frail Seth mm. <laughs> underneath the tarp. Yeah, I was probably it twenty pounds underwear. twenty pounds lighter as well, so I didn't have this insulation to keep me warm like I do now. Just but sitting there as everyone's shivering. in the, <laughs> as everyone's in their sleeping beds, <laughs> and you're just like, I'm just waiting to dry <laughs> up. Don't just mind me. To dry up. You know what? There's nothing like drying off in the pouring rain when it's 100% humidity. You know, no better time to air dry, really. It's just that's perfect. Just like I drew it up. Takes a couple hours. Yeah. But, you know, we survived. Um, but, yeah, so that was 
that was uh, some of the excitement from the trip. It was a great trip. <clears throat> but every time I go out, I just like the first couple days are always what they are. Like I always hate day ones because it's just it feels longer. Your pack feels heavier. Like you're just not used to it. You know, yeah. you got to acclimate a little bit. And but then like to me, day three, day four are the best days of any trip. Like you, the conversations just seem to get more rich. People tend to let their guard down a little bit. You're more comfortable with each other. And so the conversations you're having are, are authentic. I think everyone's just vulnerable. You're more tired. (laughs) Yeah. But it breaks down your guard a little bit. And so, you know, you've been sleeping poorly because you're sleeping on the ground. And so just the, the conversations we had and stuff, it's just funny. Like, you see people kind of switch from like a little bit anxious and stressed, like whether it be from like work, you know, stuff that they're coming from or just, right. you know, if they're new out there or just their packs heavy, whatever it is, or like haven't had a, a BM out there yet, you know, cause that can be a little nerve wracking if you're not used to doing that in the woods. Yeah, I can. But then like the, the three, the third and fourth day, man, it's just so much fun and pure and, and like, you got to have those first two days to get to day three and four. Because it, it, it doesn't have the same weight. Right. You yeah. can't simulate it. You know, even like, you know, you could hang out with somebody every Friday. And it's it's different than spending three or four consecutive days together camping and, and being a little bit uncomfortable. I totally agree. It's also weird that even even like when you're on vacation or you're on a trip and you sleep poorly, you still wake up with the perfect amount of energy like every yeah. time your energy you always have what you need it's crazy because like i can day. get like three hours of sleep on a monday go to work on tuesday i'm dead i can get like three hours of poor sleep waking up yeah and i wake up the next trail i'm like i can hike 40 miles right now right. let's go like yeah let's and wake up everybody we need to go we got to move and i'm like where's this energy when i need yeah. it yeah a lot of the things out there revitalize me yeah same you know like jumping into cold water not even just cliff jumping, but just jumping into cold water or waking up on like a crisp morning and it's like just beautiful out. Or do you, do you do, do you ever like, like taking your shoes off and letting your feet touch the dirt or the sand or like getting it in between your toes or like even between your hands? For, for me, I'm just like, oh, I love this feeling. Yeah. I actually. I, I know the feeling you're talking about. I don't get it barefoot in those situations because I'm just thinking about how there's sand between my toes and I got to get it out before. I'm I not saying sand, on. dirt, but for me, because I for hate me sand. it's crunchy leaves under my boots. Like in the fall, when you wake up and there's like the frost on the leaves and you step on it and it crunches. That's not the same feeling, but it's like I think the same sensation of like same sensation. Sensation, yeah, yeah. Because I actually hate sand. Like I don't even own sandals. It's it's really I don't own sandals. Interesting. I I want sandals. I just don't own them. So <laughs> no for chacos me, or tevas no, or... I really want them, but I just don't own any. And so for me, every time I go to the beach, it's just like the biggest pain in my butt because I'm like, I really have to clean off okay. my feet in order to get them back into my shoes. You can't roast me on using a tarp in a quilt to sleep under when you don't even own sandals. I know. <laughs> Everyone in America owns sandals. Except me. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. That's crazy. Trust me. Trust me. I, I want to own them. And the every time I go out, I'm like, 
Man, I wish I had some sandals. Just go buy some sandals. I know. I know. I, you know, I'm like, I thought you were saying you didn't own sandals because you hate sand that much that you're like, I don't want to deal with sand. I'm not even going to. No, no, no. I, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I have to deal with sand even more because I have to sit there. For days later. I have to sit They're there. They're in your like, veins Oh, no, forever. dude. I have. I meticulously, meticulously brush my feet off because I'm like, this has to go back in a sock, in a shoe. Oh. Uh. I got real good at it. Yeah. I mean, just buy some sandals. That time will come. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, well, that's, that's, uh, pretty much my pictured rocks experience. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the trip in a nutshell. It was a lot of fun. I'm already looking forward to the, uh, the thing is now I don't have any trips on the docket, backpacking trips. Yeah. Because I had two kind of right in a row. And so I need to get another one booked so I have something to dream about and plan about because that's. No, no. You need to book one and I need to book one or else our podcast will just die. <laughs> like we need <laughs> we have to nothing do... to talk about. Yeah, like what? What? <laughs> Sorry, Maddie. I got to go on another trip. I uh, got to have content for the podcast. That sounds like I, a good reason I mean, to me. Here's actually, the I... here's the thing. She would understand. <clears throat> I think. She can come with. Yeah, exactly. I actually do have another trip planned, but it's not backpacking. I'm going salmon fishing in the UP in a couple weekends. So that is content material. It is, and I'm not Daddy a good fisherman. Made you so some certainly there will be some snags to talk about. Say that again, because I was singing. Certainly there will be some snags to talk about. Yeah, yeah. It was a pun. I, yeah, no, I know. Okay, it's very punny. Thank you. I'm excited to hear about it now. Yeah. Uh, because I know you're not the fisherman, and so. I, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's it's. It'll be interesting to hear about. Well, you were gone on your trip, though. I, like I said, was at a lake, and I was tasked to make a campfire for everybody. Nice. Did um, you rub two sticks together? I did not. Okay. As much as as much as much I wanted to, and um, I know Kelsey would have loved it, even though she wasn't there. Um, I'm not skilled enough no, for that. It's just, it, it's, it's just very hard. I know she was joking when she said it, but... Yeah. I'm, I just, it's I'm not lot. that good. Yeah. Um, Maybe someday. Someday we should do it just to say we've done it. Like no. if we have like an extra 10 hours. Yeah. Which I have how long at, it'll take. almost every day. Right. So. Yeah. No, we're not busy. This is the only thing we do. Yeah. <laughs> we're full-time podcasters now. Exactly. So <laughs> um, it was actually really funny because the wood that we had was so like dry rotted. Mm. It was like balsa wood. Yeah. And so I was tasked with splitting it and it was very easy. I was splitting it, um, and my friend's my friend's dad, so John James's dad, his name is Tim. I call him Timmy J for Tim Naturally. J. Naturally. Timmy J. He wanted to get um, Boy Scout fuel, which uh, he was referring to gasoline. Hmm. And I was like, no, no, I don't need, I don't need that. Um, even though this wood is absolute shit, <laughs> I will start this fire. I'm going to do it And then the I right turned, way. and he's like, you sure? And I said, I looked at him, and I said, <clears throat> hey, Timmy J, the only thing you need when building a fire is patience. And he goes, wow, that was good. <laughs> Got uh, he's like, that, that's, that's, that's podcast material. And I was like, that might have been one of the best things I've ever said in my life, and I'm going to coin it. Put it on a mug. I'm getting it on some T-shirts, Seth. Yeah. You and I are going to wear that. The only thing you need when building a fire is patience. Needless to say, I built an absolute banger of a fire. Okay. Didn't even need good wood. Not at all. Sometimes had, bad wood gets the job done. 
Yeah, exactly. Bad wood. As long as you have wood, that's all you need. Anyway, had a great fire going in a couple minutes. Um, and um, my friend's girlfriend um, had brought some, I don't know, experimental maybe s'mores. Okay. Um, chocolate stand-ins. I don't know what you call it. So Annie had brought a crunch bar. Okay. Uh, cookies and cream because Ooh, someone had yes. posted that on the podcast. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I texted her. I was like, hey, bring some cookies and cream. Kit Kat. Okay. Reese's. Yep. Heath bar. Ooh. And then afterwards, Timmy J got Kit Kat and mint Kit Kat hmm. as well. I don't know if I'm in on the mint, but the rest sound really good. Yeah. So just an impromptu ranking. Okay. Um, yeah. What do you got? O- overall, I, everyone everyone wanted to put Reese's at number one, right. and for this, like everyone that we were at the campfire with, and there was one, two, three, like I don't know, half a dozen of us, maybe, maybe more. Um, they were like, "Oh, Reese's is awesome," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, that's what like everyone puts. right." It's almost the new Hershey's. Exactly. You know? I was like, I don't want to put that in the same category as these, um, because it's just not the same. So for me, the the cookies and cream was like that sounds so good it was so good because like you have a little crunch yeah from from the little cookie pieces inside yeah. of it that it, it made it really good um and then um second was actually the crunch bar okay because it then had more crunch but tasted like a hershey's yeah really good um kit kat was next okay kit kat yeah, was awesome that. Heath was last. Really? Yeah. I could almost be like too it was sticky on the teeth. Like it was, it was like, so crunchy and then had like too much of a rich flavor. Mm. Like it almost needed a burnt yeah. marshmallow. And I like mine golden brown. Yeah. Well, um, just perfectly cooked. It's yeah. There's no better way to cook a marshmallow. Yeah. If I see you just like stick your marshmallow in the fire yeah. and it's just on fire. I don't know I'm what like, those people are capable of. Yeah. I'm like if the news came out that that person was like a ran over somebody with their car on air quotes accident i'd be like mm, that was on purpose that was on purpose i'd call into the i'd yeah. call in anonymous like, tip yeah hey uh that person burns their marshmallows <laughs> hey, to an absolute crisp do what you will with this information but i was at a campfire with them and they burnt the shit out of their marshmallows so maybe exactly. we just cannot be trusted maybe we don't trust them yeah maybe exactly. we take what they say and we they also eat Heath bars <laughs> with their s'mores. They burn their ice cream, they burn, ice cream. They burn their marshmallow, and then they stick a Heath bar on it. I think that would tell the cops all they need to know, really. Yeah. That person's incarcerated T minus 10 minutes. <laughs> Not even for the crime of hitting someone. Just just public indecency at that point. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, so at this point, I pretty much call myself a um, campfire starting connoisseur. Yeah. Obviously, I had my fun at Pictured Rocks right. uh, with my tiny little ember. Yeah. And then this balsa wood that might as like it might as well have been cork, which <laughs> you still need to t- tell me some marmot stories. Yes. I, and maybe we end with an one uh, yeah. tonight, but I could only think of cork, and I was like, <clears> ah, <throat> marmots. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, if you have any more uh, some more suggestions, Seth and I actually still need to have some together. Yeah, for um, sure. But whoever. Um, suggested cookies and cream. Uh, please reach back out to us. Um, you do reserve or uh, deserve a, a reward because that was fire. 
and now absolutely delicious. I've actually never had that one. It's so good. So it's actually top tier. Fall might be the best time of year to have a fire, though. So let's crank some out. Yeah, we're gonna have some for sure. Yeah. Uh, we have our little campfire uh, for Mrs. Camp's going. Yep. Um, and oh, fun fact, actually, she reached out to me that same night because I said, "Who else is having a campfire?" And she was like. She sent me two little emojis, one of a man and one of a woman, raising their hand. Nice. So we were sharing a campfire together. That was pretty cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, um, we still need to try the bourbon s'more thing, yep. whatever that is. I'm yep. down. Um, Dan, Dirty Dan yeah. suggestion. That was a Dirty yeah. Dan suggestion, but I'm Let's about that one. And I can't wait to share some with you. Um, and if anybody ever needs a campfire started, call me up. Devin's your man. I get her going. It's golden. Love it. Real quick, though. Oh, um, the uh, word of the week, because I missed it last week, yeah. and I feel so terrible. The word of the week this week is cookies and cream. Mm. So uh, reach out to us on Instagram or text us. Um, cookies and cream, if you listen to this episode. But, Seth, real quick, hit me with the marmot story, man. I know you're not ready, and I'm putting you on the spot, but I got to <laughs> hear one. Yeah, most of my marmot stories actually aren't my stories, but they're great stories. I, I used to guide with a guy um, who his life goal was hating marmots. Like, he hated them. Like, just was not a fan um, because they had chewed the cork handles of his trekking poles. <laughs> and so anytime he saw one, he would, like, vigorously chase it out of camp and, like, make his dominance known. And I wasn't with him, but he shared a story of he was on a trip. Um, it was a Young Life trip, so they're high schoolers. And him and his guide partner, there's a marmot, and they were camped on a cliff looking down. And there was like 60 feet down to like a ledge and then whatever. And <clears throat> one of the kids was like, oh, there's a marmot down there. Or like, Actually, I don't think the kid knew it was a marmot. He was like, oh, there's an animal down there. And Tim, was his name, went over and saw this marmot. And so Tim was like, well... I'm going to scare it off that cliff. And <laughs> so he got, got a big rock and like 60 foot above this thing, he drops this rock. So at that 60 feet, you can't even really aim it. You know, you're just, you're just yeeting it. He, he drops it down and the marmot last second jumps under it, just gets flattened, <laughs> but not, quite enough that like fully killed it and then the marmot i i don't know if it was intentional or not but then climbed its way over the the rest of the cliff and then just bounced down a mountain like hundreds of feet just (laughs) bouncing bump 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 just blood spraying everywhere just a absolute marmot (laughs) massacre this and he did this in front of like 15 high schoolers who were like i wanted this story to go here and then as soon as it did i immediately regretted yeah, it yeah i'm like oh that marmot's gonna get crushed uh, yeah oh no, this is bad that marmot knew it's yeah it's i don't know fate. if it finished itself off or it just was so disoriented it was like i gotta get out of here and yeeted itself off the cliff on purpose but oh yeah he God. just he just jumped right off and um, I asked him, I said, do you feel bad about that? Cause it was just an innocent animal that, that marmot didn't eat your, your handles. And he said, no, I showed a lesson to all the he other. He said, marmots. no, but I'm sorry. The high schoolers had to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I guess that's a little better. I don't know. That's but, one way to put it. 
<laughs> that's an absolutely true story as as far as tim told it i believe Tim. that's yeah i mean if he's doing the young life stuff i yeah. he's an honest man i'm sure yeah no he's that's, a good guy he's that's a good guy. hilarious yeah i feel terrible but obviously you you know in the back of his mind he was like yes yeah like, no, <laughs> he he felt good he he like when tiger woods hit that one putt he like yeah did the biggest fist bump ever yeah yeah no i mean that's an incredible shot 60 feet up i mean Credit where credit is due. Yeah. I'm not for the murder of animals like that, you know, unless you're going to consume them. Like, I'm, I'm pro-hunting, but I'm not pro-killing innocent animals for no reason. Same. And, uh, yeah, I don't think Tim feels the same way. I think he was just glad there was one less mind I still found world. joy in that story, though. Yeah. Even the the way I feel, that that is still funny. Brings joy to people. It does. Yeah. How, marmots are, like, what, the size of, like, an otter? A little smaller? Eh, no bigger. Well, they're like they're like a groundhog, honestly. Okay, so yeah, a yeah. little smaller than. I have another crazy marmot story that I'll tell next week. Yeah, well, I mean, you no, can't I... forget the other story of when you found the last living giant ground sloth. Yeah, mm-hmm. not where you think it would be. Which is absolutely absurd. Those things are. How big did you say that thing was? It was like eight, eight or nine, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. I would insane. say eight or nine, just based off of the. Other things it was around. Yeah, he's saying meters. By the way, that that. Yeah, no, I'm, it was I'm crazy. Jealous. I'm jealous. Actually. I'll tell that Pre- full story next week at the end of the episode as well, because um, that was the honestly the craziest part wasn't even. Well, I don't want to get it too much into it, but the craziest part wasn't even finding it. it was It was the boat ride there, you know, in the waves. No, you're giving too much away. You're giving too okay. Much away. I'll, one last word: pirates. But that that was a crazier part. But we'll get into that next week. Um, yeah. And maybe I'll continuously share funny marmot stories. None of them are mine. I, I don't have any personally bad experiences with marmots, but I have a bunch of friends who do. So it's okay. I'll share uh, those stories with you guys. Next week is going to be kind of weird because it's a, it's we're, we're not going on any trips. True. We're gonna have to have, actually have a topic. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, which honestly, if you want to, if you want us to to talk about a particular topic. You should message us, and yeah. and from now until this upcoming Thursday, you have one week, and maybe you can decide our topic that we talk about. Yeah. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah. I'm down. And also, whoever is listening in Belgium, Frankfurt, uh, Ireland, Spain, Spain, Nebraska, and Brazil, Brazil, please. Reach out to us. Yeah. I'd love to know who you are. Same. And I want to be able to share your stories. And my best guess I is it's connect. just somebody with a VPN, but... It doesn't matter. I Even if it's not. If you're who VPN... Who is pulling a VPN from Brazil? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. Or Ireland. I don't know. Germany makes sense. Ireland does not. Ger- uh, um, Brazil does not. So if you yeah. are actually from those places, or if you're pulling a VPN, or if you know that you are that person... Please reach out to us. Let's share Around some stories. Around the campfire pod on Instagram, Seth and Devin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode. So any any closers? Any closers? Um, I got to find better fruit. I mean, I, I don't. I'm proud of you for knowing it's guava. Maybe uh, I'll find the that. pink internal guava. But other than that. Or you just keep trying it. Yeah. Other um, than that, I mean. Yeah. Another great episode. Thanks I've had for tuning so much fun. in. Um, follow us on social media. Download our episodes. Give us a good review. If you're liking what you're hearing, tell us. Also, Seth and I are going to start filming these 
um, here soon um, to try to get you a visual experience as well. I yep. really wish we'd have filmed this one because yeah, tuna, the, the tuna stuff would have been great. I guess that's my only closer, really. Yeah. We need to figure out tuna out of here. Yeah, making sure we tuna-proof this room for sure. Yeah. So thanks for bearing with us through the interruptions. Uh, we love this. We love you guys. Have a great night. Peace. Peace.